welcome, welcome to the rumpus room. room. <laughs> the wild rumpus begin. <laughs> I forgot we say that now. I'm Lorelai. <clears throat> and I'm Violet. And today we're talking about the what we talk about the most, one might say. Yeah. Shadow and Bone. Just book one. We gotta limit ourselves a little bit. We do. We, because I feel like if we tried to talk about the whole series, it would be like three hours. Yeah. And it would be very like convoluted. Like you wouldn't get the. No, you wouldn't actually hear our thoughts. Like, ooh, ooh, I am become a blade. <laughs> um, I have a lot of like thoughts, so I assume you do too. Yep. But I... first, we have a little bit of news oh. that released by Lee Bardugo today. She's coming out with a new book that is a comic book of the Darkling's life before. Um, let me look at what it's called. This will be quick. what. The fuck? <laughs> I don't think I'm even gonna read it. I know I will. I will, of I... course. Yeah. Okay, it's called Demon in the Wood, and it is a comic book about a graphic novel about Darkling's life when he was just a young man gifted with an extraordinary power. And, like, I love Lee. I love her with my whole heart. I'm trying to keep the Florence, too. <laughs> but, like, we do not want this. Here's what I'll say, though. I am actually a little interested. I'm interested, sure. Because I, um, I do think he's an interesting character. Mm -hmm. I enjoy how she writes him, which is one of my things I want to talk about. But I, but then again, I don't care for him at all as a character. Like, I don't care his, about, like, his, I don't know, like. Actually, I had a girlfriend that died. (laughs) Because it was my own yeah, fault. Yeah, I don't really, like, I don't care for that so much because he's just such a bad person. <laughs> I I only, I have, like, one iota of sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is, like, you had 500 years, probably more, yeah. to get the fuck over it. And you could not. <laughs> so, like, I'm now we're here. to see a Grishaverse graphic novel, though. I love how she was like, you're not going to read this. You're going to see it. You have to well, look at I his think face. She's catering to, like, the Darkling fans who, the main, I think if Ben Barnes was ugly. Can I be really mean for a second? Give me, let me finish okay. this. If Ben Barnes was ugly, no one would like the Darkling. Exactly. Well, that's one of the things I want to talk about on a deeper level, but, um. I'm gonna be really mean to all the Darkling stands. Oh, all the Darklina. So, like, if you are, that's fine. You can log out. You're entitled to your (laughs) own opinion. You can listen and just be mad at me in 30 to. (laughs) She's making it a comic book because. I know what you're gonna say. Darkling stands don't have the brain cells to read a book. (laughs) She's like, you can look at pictures. Here's your little picture book. Like, I think a graphic novel would be cool. I just thought of this now. What I would like a graphic novel, I guess prequel makes more sense. Because I think to feed the fans, you don't want to give them too much of the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, like, oh, it doesn't agree with my headcanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I would like a Tamar and Nadia. Just, like, a little, like, they go fight someone. An update. How are they doing? I think the other weird thing about that is she said... I feel like when King of Scars was released a little while back, she was like, yeah, when I finish this series, this is going to be the last series Mm -hmm. I ever write. This is, like, the last book. 
But then if she's writing this... I don't like where that goes. I feel like this is a conversation for the Six of Crows episode. We can't get into it. No, we've we talked can't. about this so much. It it would become too long of a tangent. Yeah, I don't want Six of Crows three. That's all I'm gonna say right now. Don't like. I literally, the only Six of Crows three I would ever accept is like a hundred page, fifty split fifty fifty. Kanesh is happy, <laughs> and Whisper is happy, and you just get like a little. Oh, we're so happy. Oh, and she's a badass pirate, and oh, they're rich. That's that's a loud clap. That is all I need. I mean, with all of that dirty laundry out of the way, do you want to dive in? Yes, I am ready. I guess, like, I want to ask, like, what are your overall thoughts on the first book? The first book. Okay, so how I, I recently reread this series, like, this summer. I read it in the car on a road trip. So I read it within the span of, like, a week. Say. Yeah. Um, and I read the first one in one sitting. I don't know if that was, like, good or bad, but it drags. I think... I have some criticisms of the show. But I think the Shadow and Bone plot, they pick it up where it needs to be picked up. Yeah. Which, obviously, that was, like, Lee's first book, mm-hmm. I think. Her first book, her first little toe in the water. So yeah. it's not perfect. None of her books are perfect, obviously, but, like, mm-hmm. they're running. Like, Alina escapes from the Dark Lane, like, halfway through the book. And the rest of the book is kind of, like, her just going around, her with Mal. Yeah. The Dark Lane's back, and he's like, Grrr. I'm like, this could, this could be picked up. Yeah. Let's speed this up. I have similar thoughts. I think that, like, yeah, um, it does, like, I'm only, like, saying my thoughts on the, overall thoughts on the book. I, I, I did enjoy it because <laughs> I think that even though some parts of the plot are, like, this isn't, like, like, it's, it's not amazing, mm-hmm. and obviously she got way better as it went on with the book. Okay. Just got a nice pony. Yeah. I saw it in the, the shadow of my room, and it looked like it was all the way up here. I was like, what the fuck? Um... I think that, like, she's Lee Verdugo. Her writing style has always been great. So, like, that, I think if it wasn't, then it would be a lot, a way less yeah. book. I do agree. There's just that random point. Like, half of the book is her and Mal. Like, I mean, there is character development yeah. there. I think she, I feel like she really wanted to have Mal, I don't even, I'm going to say Mal, because I'm American, and yeah. also I'm annoying and American. Um, I think that she kind of realized halfway through the book that we didn't have enough on Mal, mm-hmm. even though he's such a big character. And she got in this sticky predicament of, like, oh, no. Like, he's such a big character, and Elena cares about him so much. But he, like, we don't know him We've at met all. him, like, once. And he's exactly. kind of like a, like, what would you call it? What's, like, the male version of a hoe? A hoe. We don't need different words. Yeah. Okay. A hoe. He's a bit of a hoe. Um. So like he, you know, like I think she was like she was trying to find a way to sneak in more time, and I think she already <laughs> planned it that he was gonna like rescue her. But I think she was like, oh, why don't we make that longer so yeah. we can have more like character development? What I'll say is that that's a hard thing to get out of, and I. It doesn't really... I don't really feel like it's all her fault. Yeah. I... 
think that's probably what happened. But, like, other than that, I think it's a solid introduction to the universe, the series. Yeah, it's definitely the most simple book, which is good. It kind of, like, it lets you in, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. unlike me, who I started with Six of Crows when I was, like, 13, and I was so fucking confused the whole time. I don't even know how I retained any of it. You, here's, people are always like, oh, you can jump around. I don't think you can. I think, like, if you really don't want to read, like, Shadow and Bone, like, the trilogy, read Shadow and Bone, at the very least, like, so you know what the world is. Um, yeah. I think it's a good introduction. I, like you said, it's simple. Like, there's no big war. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, telling, introducing the characters, and it, it definitely, I think reading it you can tell she planned like some of the plot things yeah um you know she like knew what she was doing that type of thing I think overall I would I haven't like rated it yet I feel like it would be like maybe four stars yeah almost like 3.5 but like more four how I rated them I for the trilogy I rated Shadow and Bone four and then the next two five okay like the last one Ruin Rising like I finished it and I was like like, the ending is so good. I, here's the thing. I'm glad we're only talking about the first book because I do not remember the last two. Okay. Literally at all. I read the trilogy too long ago. Well, I'll tell you a spoiler from the third okay. one. They have sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the night before they're, like, gonna die. <laughs> And Lee writes it, like, obviously, like, very I was YA. So, I was so worried you were gonna actually spoil something. You're like, they do the naps. They have sex. And Lee writes it, obviously, in the, like, YA, very... But she's like, these two versions were so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> He's not a version, though. How do you know? <laughs> because he was like, oh, I had a tumble. <laughs> I tumbled a great shot. <laughs> That's not a good Archie Renning impression, I guess. Well, I tumbled a Grisha. <laughs> we did him so dirty. I love him, though. He's one of my favorite cast members. He's so chaotic. And for what? He's Gen Z. He has a child. <laughs> Good little bald egghead. Yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to talk... I wanted to, like, ask your opinion about, like, which out of, I guess, the four... Elena ships, do you agree with the most? The most. Number, oh, I'm oh, missing them. okay. Because I don't know. Sorry. Who, um, You're not, your name spelled wrong. <laughs> it's my, it's my therapy hot mask. <laughs> how would your name spelled wrong? <laughs> what if they were like, how do you spell your name? No, this does not apply to you. <laughs> Get, this go back Laura, to class. This is Lorelai I-E. <laughs> go away. <laughs> You're not okay. Sorry, Janielina, um, Melina, Darlena, um, and then Jenya, Elena, and Zoya. Now, okay, we're putting away Darlena. I have to debate yeah. this. So, like, I really, really like Janielina, obviously, mm. but like, I feel like it's more of like a flame, like. I think it happens in book one and maybe a little bit in book three, I think it is. 
like it happens a little bit without within the books. It's like a complicated thing, and I mm-hmm. wanted to talk more about their relationship because I think it's interesting. But I don't think it. It's not my favorite. I think I like Melina a lot. Okay. Um, I like the depth of headcanning them both as non-binary lesbians, because <laughs> we just can't not. It, it, they are though. Like mm-hmm. I think. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I think like seeing them in the show really like. Yeah. Um, and I do love, like, childhood best friends to lovers. I think that's much better than enemies yeah. to lovers. And I think for Zo- Zoya and Jenya and Alina, it's- there's only one merit to it. It's sexy. But, like, there's no- I, I think it it could happen. I think the main reason some people, like, ship it is- Yeah, it's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> like, I've seen some- Yeah. But, like- there's nothing really. I think the other reason people ship it is because um, it's um, Zoya and like Elena have this like enemies to lovers mm-hmm. conflict in the beginning, and I think that's the other re- reason people see it. Also, I think there was something to suggest that Jenya and Zoya, like they knew each other, like they mm-hmm. had a past, like they were friends. Or I something. like Jenya and Zoya. <clears throat> Just on That's their own. interesting. But then, the thing is, this is how you know there's well-written couples. Yes. Because I feel like I can't, like, I really like... With Nikolai and Nikolai Zoya. Nikolai and Zoya. And Jenny and David, but not as much. My answer doesn't vary too much from yours. Yeah. I feel like my thoughts on all of them are, the like, all three, Jenny, Elena, and Zoya, I think it... There's, like, a very slim chance that it would actually happen, mm-hmm. and I think <clears throat> some horny lesbian just... I mean, I mean, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. <laughs> you some horny lesbian made this up. Like, okay. Me. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't think... And I think they could have a good dynamic, like, helping each other through their trauma and stuff. Yeah, but but also, like... I, I, the only reason I believe in it a bit more is I have, I need to read, um, Rule of Wolves and- You need to read Rule of Wolves. I've been- You've been holding something back? Yeah. Well, you did very on this podcast. Yeah, that wasn't even the worst I've- Not the worst, I don't know. It's a bigger plot point, the Darkling coming back, than this spoiler. Okay, sorry to butt in like this, but- Apparently, Anchor is a total Darklina stan because the whole segment we have where we talk about how much we hate Darklina is just gone. So, you're coming in kind of on the tail end of that, just to give some context. So, um, sorry about that. I think so. Um, yeah, that's like, I think it's the only reason why it is that appealing. I could see it. Um, Darklina... Nobody cares. What What do you even... Okay, actually, I have a bit more thoughts on this. It's interesting mm-hmm. to, for both of their respective characters, and I understand why it happened. Mm-hmm. It, like, obviously, it's a lot of Elena's story revolves around it, and I think it is interesting, and it serves plot points. But outside of that, I hate it, for obvious reasons, and I don't think it was meant to be likable. Yeah. Um, I get it, like... If, honestly, you watch the show and you're like, wow, they're a very sexy couple. But then, like, I think, 
the test of a really good couple is like with like Mal and Alina. I'm like they live the rest of their life together and they're yeah. These what do you think they're gonna do? What you think Alina's gonna cook him dinner? That's the whole point though. It's not meant to be it's never meant to work out. No. You're never meant to see it working out. No, it never it would be so toxic. Can you imagine them sleeping in the same bed? Because, like, that's the thing. It only... It, nothing about the relationship is loving. Or, like, mm-hmm. it ha- none of that. It's, like... I can't ever imagine him actually caring for her. Or her no. caring for him. Well, like, could, but not... He would never get anything back. No. Like, that's why it would be so toxic. M- Malina, I think it's adorable. I yeah. think it's cute. And, like, if you're looking for... If you like Dark Lena... And you're like, they have this, like, soul connection, the light and the dark. What about Grisha and Amplifier, huh? It's right there. Also, I think, okay, something else I thought was interesting, and I'm kind of just thinking of this. I think it's the difference between, like, Darklina and Malina, which are, like, the two canon ones. It's, like, Darklina, I think Alina does think, for a good portion of the story, that she can save the Darkling, and that she can, Mm -hmm. like help him and that's kind of the only reason she's drawn to him in a romantic way she's like i can fix him exactly (laughs) she really believes she can fix him and i think that's like obviously a big part of her downfall and but the other thing is she has to change for him because she's Mm -hmm. a good person i think at her core she's a good person and um he's not so (laughs) very obviously not a good person so even if, like, hypothetically that relationship works, she'd have to change so much for him. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that kind of trope of just, like, the good girl and the bad boy, like, where it's, like, you know, it doesn't really work out. Like, like but then Mal is kind of on her level. Mm-hmm. They're both good people, and they both have similar morals, so she doesn't have to change for him. Yes. Which is why they work. Um, with that being said, Genulena's my favorite. <laughs> um, I, I think I can accept Malina with stride, <laughs> but I think Genulena's my favorite. I enjoy the dynamic. I think the only reason that it trumps Malina is because they both went through serious, similar experiences with the Darkling, mm-hmm. and, like, they bond over that. I can see it. Also, like... I don't know it's just it's cute to me right. I think it's sweet I think that um I I root for them I this isn't kind of an unpopular opinion I feel like they threw David in there to be like she's straight I <laughs> I do like I love David I do um but sometimes I think for a fleeting moment Lee was like this is a little too because okay I gotta like what when I reread the books, I hadn't read them since I was in, like, 7th yeah. grade. And I'd watched the show before. And I was like, I get why people ship Genuina, like, pretty much. But not more than, like, other... Like, they're cute together. Yeah. But then I read those books. And now we're getting into... I don't know if this is a flaw in Lee's writing. Yeah. Or just Alina herself. But the only character that I had any idea what they looked like was Genya. Because she's like... Her luscious amber locks. And Zoya. And Zoya a little bit. Her (laughs) luscious amber locks. Her beautiful golden eyes. Her chiseled skin. And then (laughs) the Darkling has stone-colored eyes and Mal has brown hair. (laughs) Alina. 
<laughs> See, we got something to tell you. And so you do get a little bit of her. She just says, like, she's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, I think she says something about her skin tone and, like, her hair color. Yeah. That's about it. The other thing with Zoya is that everyone who meets her in the series, even in Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, describes mm-hmm. her because she's meant to be very beautiful, mm-hmm. like, attractive and charismatic. So, like, I don't think that's so compelling to Elena. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> like, I didn't think it would be that bad until I... I bet I can open this book oh, yeah, and flip it. to a page. And, like, not only does she do it, she does it multiple times. Where she's, like, Jenya walks in with her wonderful stride and luscious auburn hair that flows around her like an aura. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely on the right area. Also, Daisy, casting her, I love that, like, she... She, like, that's exactly how I imagine Jenya, like, in my mm-hmm. head. I did not, yes. I, I got, for some reason, I thought you were talking about Zoya. No. I was gonna say, <laughs> yes. Like, I think she's so pretty. She's pretty, but it's not, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's not, like, a classical beauty where mm-hmm. it's, like, very, like, stereo, like, standard. It's, like, you, it's, I don't know, it looks very... It adds that weird, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's a weird type of beauty that, like, works out. Like, I feel like if anybody else had her features, it wouldn't work. But it, it's weird, and I like she it. She kind of looks like Pete Davidson. <sighs> and listen, I don't think Pete Davidson is hot, but you can't deny that a lot of people do. Oh, hold on, you can uh, say something. Um... Also, with her, she looks so good as a redhead. Like, she's not a natural redhead. But I see a lot of people that are like, the wig is so bad. I hope they don't give Wylan such a bad wig that Jen, like, I don't know. It looks fine to me. I don't know. I might be, now I'm stressed with your searching it up. Oh, God. I only have. It's like a little bit. It's just, like, the white people big lips and the, like, kind of baggy eyes. Uh, 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 Ooh, I'm so right. I don't like that. Um, I, ooh, I think it's more than that, though. It's, like, the jawline is very similar. It's, like, very (laughs) angular. It's, I'm... I don't like that. Also, like, they have very, like, sleepy eyes. That's how I Mm -hmm. describe it. Like, they're almost always, like, closed. Um, which also adds a similarity to them. I don't know. Um, Anyway, that's a a little tangent. Can we talk about casting for the show? Okay. I gotta say, for the... No, I'll get into that later. But, like I said, I couldn't imagine anyone. I guess I kind of imagined Alina, but, like... I imagined her, like, as a white girl, which, Which, obviously, the show did not cast a white character. Thank God. I think it's good, honestly. I like that they made her not white, but I think Lee writing her as white, it's from first person, and she's right, like, I feel like it would be very weird if she wrote hers, um, like, yeah, mixed. Also, um... It makes, I like how it makes sense. It mm-hmm. wasn't just thrown in there as like a, we are, we add representation because mm-hmm. we're woke. It was like, oh, 
like she, a big part of her story is like I don't feel like I belong anywhere, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, like having a mixed actress play her. And you know what? If they made Alina White, we would not have Jesse Bailey in our lives. We would not. We would feel empty. We'd like be sad. Who sacks. would I be if I didn't perk up when I hear the name Jesse? Like I physically am like what when I hear that Jesse? Jesse? I would love to watch you meet her. I, like, listen, I would love to meet her. And recently the cast did a meet and greet and I follow a Jessie Maley updates yeah. page on of Instagram. Of course you do. Um, and it shows, like, some videos. I feel like I would have to meet her at a restaurant where we could have a nice, like, lunch together. Because if I met her, like, at a meet and greet or on the street, I don't know how I'd have to act. I'd be like, uh, 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 uh. And I feel like I'd be like taller than her and it would be like weird. I think they're shorter. They're like short because um I remember there's that one scene (laughs) where Poopy Pants By the way, we I don't know what how or when this started, we um called Ben Barnes and took the darkling poopy (laughs) see your dad down there like groaning. It's like all he's heard. He's like, what? You we call him poopy pants. <laughs> We're like toddlers. Um, yeah, uh, Jenny Elena for life. Um, where? <laughs> so, um, where you see a picture where there there's a big height difference. I'm assuming it's where you're going. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's the scene where, <laughs> like, she gets off the carriage and she's like, "What is happening?" And Darkwing's like. <laughs> say that he just like stares at her and she's like <laughs> she like cowers and they they look a lot shorter than Ben Barnes mm-hmm. and I think Ben Barnes is short himself he's not he's like 6'1 are you sure also 6'1 is not How that tall? tall you are 5'2 let me ex- we've Stop, had a wait. hockey how tall is Ben Barnes my family Hosts um, billets for hockey. I'm not explaining it. I've had you explain it too many times. Look it up. Um, and one of the guys we hosted was six foot five, and he was tall. No one is six foot five. He was six foot five. No, I mean he's like in this, he's six one. Yeah. Um, his name was Ryan. Oh, him? Yeah. He's six five. He was six five. That's crazy. He ran into doorways a lot, and it was, like, the only thing... I made fun of him about a lot of things, but that was the big one. He could not walk through a doorway in our house. Hi, Ryan. There's no way he's listening to this. He's got more important hockey things to do than listen to... I'm sure he does. He also has to ghost his girlfriend in his free time, but... Um, anyway, yeah, I would be like, I feel like I'd be awkwardly taller than her, and I'd be like, "Hi, Jesse," <laughs> and I would be laughing. Yeah, and you'd be sh- shorter than them. <laughs> Don't even. We can never win. <laughs> um, I guess my next topic of discussion. I wanted to talk about like the Shadow and Bone show. And, like, that overall, what are your thoughts on the show? Okay. This, sorry, this website just went on. It's shitty. There's no answer. 
to how tall Jesse is. But I really like the show. Yeah. But I gotta get off my complaint. And we're gonna talk about the crows, because the crows... I was actually thinking about this today. And I don't like the fan service of casting the crows. I... I think that, like... I... Here's my thing. I... If I were, like, the showrunner, I would have... I know they're doing a Six of Crows spinoff. They announced mm-hmm. that recently. It was like a rumor. It wasn't a full announcement. Oh, okay. Um, what I would have done is had both of those projects. So I would think, I guess, like, I would have a Shadow and Bone, like, sh- a Shadow and Bone show and then Six of Crows movie. That makes more sense in my mind. And only introduce Nina and Matthias. Yes. Because I- those are the only stories that, like, interlined with... Like, the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love... Like, yeah, I actually really love Nina and Matthias in the show. I yeah, think yeah. they add a little different element while still... And the fact... I Like, their part is straight from the book. And it's, yeah, yeah. like, lovely. I love it so much. But the... The crows... It's so weird. I think that... it It's very... I think... Uh, what I'll say is that this comes from somebody who's read the books... I, I knew they weren't really going to affect the story. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't... Right. It would have been surprising if they did, and I... But also, like, it would totally mess up the timeline. Yeah. Like, if they actually captured Elena, that would ruin the whole thing. So, like, there was no way they could have won. And I think it was a fan service. Mm-hmm. But I don't... Also, at the same time, no one ever said, like, I want to see the shows combined. Like, I don't no. know why it happened. It's just... I'm gonna wait until this stops. Yeah. Like, no one ever... No one ever asked for that. It's weird. Yeah. It, um... It doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need to exist. I think... I like to pick and choose what I uh, choose to, like, think of as canon. From specifically Six of Crows, but, like, the whole show. Um, I think... Nina Mathias, that whole thing is canon. But, like... Here's my headcanon right now. I think that the whole heist was a really elaborate... (laughs) This is so stupid. I don't even know what I want to say. It's just a really elaborate wet dream for Jesper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it ends where they, like... Where, like, the first scene... (laughs) It was all a dream. (laughs) He wakes up and he's like... I had this crazy dream. You stole the crow club and we kidnapped the sunset. And that means Milo doesn't have to exist. So, the way I'm interpreting this is those things that we saw were censored. What? I'm gonna leave that back. The only flaw in that canon is that they move on. Like, <laughs> like things keep happening. It's so because, like, I don't really like. They're like supposed to be like fifteen. I can't. I'm still. <laughs> I can we also? I've had that thought in my head for like months. <laughs> can we also talk about it? About like it was vacation for him. He was having a great time. <laughs> He got to hug a goat. He got 
not to have a fling with a stable boy. <laughs> that stupid stable boy. And their tiny nipples. They have. S- we already talked about this. <laughs> Go watch that scene right now and look at the size of their nipples. We literally screamed when we saw it. We're like, oh my god. <laughs> See, if we're gonna. This is my last yeah. statement I'll say about nipples for today. <laughs> But Callahan's Matthias's. You can't really tell because there's too much hair. <laughs> I feel like they like amplified it for the show because oh when you see God. pictures of him shirtless like on his Instagram, well, he is not that hairy. <laughs> well, like he, he just looks right downstairs. <laughs> what? It just went completely silent downstairs. <laughs> Cause when you look at Shirley's pictures on their Instagram, it is not that hair. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us? Okay, if you haven't been listening to this, we have a thing where we, whenever we watch a movie and there are shirtless men involved, we rate the size of their nipples. And we think it's very funny. We've got, we've got all the, not all the crows. We still gotta get. We still gotta get cast. Oh. And whoever plays Wylan. Yeah. So I. Also- so let's look at how big Ed Sheeran's nipples. <laughs> I don't want to look it up now because we're gonna go. On I think he's got quarters. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that, like, because that makes so much sense. Like, this is just a really wild dream for him. Yeah, because, like, they're everywhere. They are up, like, in the boat when Alina's, like, chained to the boat. They are when she, when she shows off the light. Yeah. They're everywhere. And he he just had too much rum that night. Yeah. He too that much to drink. Even, even though he is literally a teenager. That, the crow, I remember I watched... The show in one night, and they're I texted taking you. shots left and right, man. They're the crows. I worry for their livers. <laughs> Throwing it. They're back. in the back. Every shot. <laughs> every <laughs> every shot. They're like, just they're in a bar of some kind. They find a bar, and wherever they are, they're like. <laughs> but okay, I the reason I don't like the crows being casted already, but is because they're kind of old already. And I've, like, lost sleep about this. Genuinely. Like, I have lost sleep because, like, Freddie Carter's, like, 28, man. How long is he gonna... I'm, when I'm they make, biting my fingernails. When they make this Six of Crows show, they're gonna be, like, 30. I also think a big part of the show is, like, how young... Or the books are how young they are. And it's, like, a commentary on innocence and, like, that type of thing. That point, it's kind of lost. If yeah. they're like 30 years old. We're this, talking too much about Six of Crows. Yeah. We need to get back There's on track. There's some weird old people breaking into it. Yeah. And Whatever. also, I... So, I, one of my favorite, like, YouTube channels, his name is Friendly Space Ninja. It's a weird name, but he's really interesting, and he talks about, like, a lot of shows and movies, and he made a Shadow and Bone video, and he talked about how he had never read the books, but he was watching it, like, from an outsider's perspective, and he was like, oh, yeah, this didn't make much sense to me. Mm -hmm. He said, like, oh, it seems like a good story, but as somebody who didn't read the books and had zero backstory... Right, you're given these very strong characters 
And then they just have this weird ass plot. Yeah. And like, and I think the way he said it was like, I get that some of these things are important. They make sense, but they don't explain them enough for them to make sense to me, Mm -hmm. which I think is a big problem is you cannot expect the only people to watch the show to people to be people who have read the books. Right. Like you need to make it to a certain extent and like explain some of the plot or else it won't really matter. And like the circumstance won't matter. Also, I think another problem that I had and the guy I mentioned just also like noticed was that Elena's powers are weird Mm -hmm. in the show. Like they don't always make sense. Like, they say she has light power, and I think in the books it's very consistent. Like, she can light rooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it also is very metaphorical, of course. But in the show, it's kind of like fire. It's so weird. Because she's like, oh yeah, I can heat things. Which kind of makes sense, Mm -hmm. because, like, it's light. You Normally, light is associated with warmth. But then there's that very, like, almost towards the end of the series, she uses it as, like, a shield. Like, she blocks people from getting to Mal and the stag, and, like, yeah. she uses it as a shield. How is light a shield? That's, like, my question. I don't know. I I guess I could see it being, like, it's night, so, like, she's making a pocket of light where they can't... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not like Darkling's powers make no. sense, either. What's the cut? How can you cut with a shadow? I think... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're strange. That's... I guess my thoughts on the show are they should have just done a better job of um, handling, like, the um, show's, like, background and whatever. Also, the thing with the stunt double. The stunt double, terrible. As much as I love Danielle, I can't get over the Nina casting. Because then it's, like, I think of it, and then it makes me sad, because I'm like, this isn't just this, for just this show, that's gonna be her in Six of Crows, too. Yeah. Just, just, and then other than that, I feel like I have another criticism. Oh, Zoya randomly being like racist to Alina was just weird. I think, um, I think I've 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 watched a lot of videos on the Shadow mm-hmm. and Bone show because I did want to come here with like a like overall like what everyone's had, and mm-hmm. I watched some videos where people were like, oh, I don't like this. This doesn't make sense. I watched one video by specifically it was a person of color Mm -hmm. and they were like i think this does make sense because it shows like that envy that sometimes people of color can be to each other and be racist toward each other and that's something that isn't always shown so i don't really know how i feel about it it was just kind of like a weird i i guess my only thing that i'm gonna say is i don't feel it was necessary yeah i think that it could have just been you could have just shown her being mean like, I don't know if it was entirely necessary, but if you think it was, I can see your point, too. I think it's just the thing with Zoya is she's a very, like, weird character. You don't really get anything from her until yeah. King of Scars. And, and then she's, like, a main character. She's, like, this rich character. But you don't really get that, and you're like, what's this girl's deal? Like, why is she so mean? I think, and I, I'm saying this never having read Rule of, Rule of Arcane Scars... I think that Lee always knew she was going to have stuff for her because, like, she is very, like, obscure and it's, there's, it's obvious that there's more depth to her. You just never see it. And I think 
it can either there are times where that's good because you know she's hiding stuff and she, you know she doesn't open up about things and there are times where it hurts her character because you're then it makes you question like why is she here like yeah. what's her motive that type of thing yeah like i feel like one of the main <laughs> flaws with the whole series is there's too many characters Mm-hmm. Like, what I like about Six of Crows is, like, I won't get into too much, but there's, like, you, to name the main characters, easy. Yeah. But, like, with Shed and Bone, it's, like, there's Alina, then there's the Darkling, then there's Mal, and then there's, like, there's so many. Like, there's Bagra, Zoya. It's definitely, it's weird, because it's, I wouldn't call it an ensemble, because an ensemble is, like, where you have a lot of characters, and they all have very distinct background and stories Mm -hmm. and you hear from all of them and you hear all of their points of view so you don't really get that so like it it just becomes where it like you could have gone with less characters yeah I do think like some of the ones I just mentioned like Bagra Zoya and Jenya make sense like because they're more because like leading up they become bigger characters Mm -hmm. but and also Bagra helps move the plot forward. Um, but also she just, she's the only one that can put the Darkling in his place. Yeah. Which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that, like, Tamar, I love. Like, I think there's just so many, like, and they're all really good, most of them. But, like, as the book goes on, like, the series, more and more they, like, collect into this band. There's, like, Adric. And what's the one? Hark, Harsh, yeah. Harshaw. And by the end, you're like, who is who? Okay. Nadia's I, in there. And I, it's not just Lee Bardugo. I think there are a lot of fantasy stories that fall victim to that. Yeah. Because I can see why, like, as somebody who has written and done creative writing in the past, I don't really do it that much anymore. It, you become bored of the characters you've created because sh- it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I want to introduce more characters, but you need to do that. I would say, like, one more character. Yeah. That's enough. Like, really develop this character. Make this character super good. Don't have, like, six other characters that are really underdeveloped and just thrown in there because you were bored of your, like, main. I think that's kind of what happens with Nikolai. Yeah. He's a know, very developed character Mm -hmm. and he like comes in and he adds a lot of like he adds a kind of good dynamic as much as I kind of get annoyed by him and his stands but like he does add a needed element yeah and I love a lot of this like I say I love a lot of the side characters I love Tamar (laughs) (laughs) I yeah but then like I guess she has a little bit of a part in the Wolves and King of Scars but like not enough yeah, and then, like, you have these characters, and also you don't really know what to do with them. Yeah. Because you've created them just because you were bored. It was out of boredom. And now you have to create storylines for them that might not fit. And it, be- mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a little bit of a pickle. Um, what? It becomes a little bit of a pickle. What is wrong with I you? don't know. It's just a funny thing to say. Um, anyways, what are your thoughts on the Darkling? What, what thoughts should I have? I don't know. He I have... sucks. Oh, obviously. And I think... I think Ben Barnes... Okay, I literally did not have an idea of what the Darkling looked like. But the fan art you see of him, like, before the show, he looks like this... And not the best word to use, but this stupid little emo twink. 
Like, he just looks so pale and pointy and with his little black hair. You're, so you're saying he looks like Cardin? Yeah, he he looks like Cardin. He looks like Kaz. He looks like Nico D'Angelo. He looks like... I'm sure some guy from, like, Shadowhunters. I don't know. He looks like Rysand. For the people that draw Rysand pale. Yeah. Um, but I think Ben Barnes is, like... I'm sure you have more on this, because you've yeah. mentioned it before. But he's a very good casting. And I think he also just... He likes being the Darkling too much. <laughs> he does. We need to he's take like, it away from him. He's like... He po- already posted his story. New book. He This was just text, but I yeah. put it in a voice. New book with Darkling. Pretty excited, right? Like, that's not... I'm just paraphrasing. But he's like, ooh, excited. Oh like, God. okay. My, I have a lot of thoughts on the Darkling, much more than Violette over there. Um, I really enjoy this character, not because of his actions, but because of the, like, of, like, the place it takes in, like, YA, like, book, like, culture, I guess. It's, it was so important to have this character because I think this was, I think it was released in 2013. Around that time. Yeah. Maybe 2012. And around this time, there was just this huge skyrocket of the immortal, dark, brooding love interest. Edward Cullen. Yeah, basically. And I think it's very interesting that this is not that type of story. I think that it's, it's so interesting to me that Lee saw that. It, this is also 2012. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I don't. It's I. This feels very ahead of her time. Like to write this character and to have it be like this and to show how toxic the trope actually is. Because like first of all, I think a lot of times the immortal thing it really freaks. I There's, don't like it. Okay. Also the fact that I was thinking about this. I think if Alina was say. 40. Yeah. And the Darkling was a good person and immortal. I think that's fine because, I mean, it's not like great, but like then you're a mature person. Yeah. And you're just like, it's, I don't know, it just is like better than fucking 17. Exactly. And like a lot of the books at that time were having that thing where it was like it was an underage love interest. And, like, an immortal love interest that's lived so many years. And even, like, at 40, there's such a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it would always be there. No matter what. Even if the genders were reversed, there would still be a power dynamic. Um, And I think that it's interesting to see, like, how tormented Elena becomes by this. And, like, how much PTSD she has and how, like, traumatized she is about it. And how conflicted she is, because it's so toxic, where, like, he she, he makes her feel like she needs him, and part of that is, like, in the story of, like, oh, you, I, you need me to help you with your powers, and also just, like, on an emotional level, um, but, like, it's part of what makes that character, and it's never, it, and I don't, I can't really think of another book where it's explored like this, of, like, it's not... Like, this is a healthy relationship, and it has severe, like, mental effects on the character. And it's not, like, something that should be glamorized, because mm-hmm. it 
even now, like, it is. Like, there are still people who write books that have that trope, and it's so, like, problematic to me, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's tired. Yeah, we've had enough. Yeah, like, how many more of this do we need? How many more rice sands? Yeah. Mm-mm. And, like, he shows up, like, in her, like, dreams, kind of. I would scream if Ben Barnes showed up in my room. <laughs> he's so scared. Like, I think he's a fine person. Yeah, I don't hate him. But he is so scary to me. I also, I love the charisma that Ben Barnes brings to the role. Yes. He's really good at it. And I, a lot of people are mad. They're like, oh, why isn't he younger? I think it, sir, it's good. Ben Barnes, I don't look at him and say that's a 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't have an age in my head. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's the whole he point. 40. He is 40. Like, calling him a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that it really, he, I'd associate him with an age. Like, yeah. I think they're really good at finding, like, that timeless casting. And he, he's such a charisma that he brings to it. Um, it's really, like, well, his acting job is amazing. And I still don't understand people who are still mad about it. He was so good in the role. It was perfect. Yeah. And, like, also there are little moments. And Jesse is also a part of the reason why the performance is so good. Because there are little moments where, like, you can see the power dynamic, even though they're not saying anything. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, the way he looks down at her. Or the way he's, like, he tells her something and it's obvious it's an order. It's not a question. Or, like, a, can you do this? And I think they did a, they both did a really good job. So, yeah. And I think not casting someone, like, say, the same age as, like, Jesse or around yeah. the same age as the rest of the cast is, like, he's not old. He doesn't look old. But he's still 40. And, like, I see videos. And, like, they're, him and Jesse are very close. Yeah. Like, friends. I'm not saying they're anything other than friends. But, like, yeah. I see, like, cast videos specifically from this meet and greet mm-hmm. where, like, he kind of hugs her from behind and they're like, oh. It's like, it's like friends. Yeah. But still, there's like that little like, even though Jesse's like 26, I think, around that age. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it's just weird. It is. And I think they got that point across very yeah. well. I also, I think it's even more interesting, the fans, like how they interpret it. Because there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I love the Darkling. I love Darklina. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Like, you don't. It's meant to trick you and meant to make you believe that this is an okay relationship. And it's not. Like, that just shows that Lee Bardugo did an even better job. Mm-hmm. That, like, she was able to trick people. And she said multiple times, you're not supposed to root for him. You're not supposed to care about him. Nothing about him is really, like, human. I think maybe, like, his last moments. A Those last bit. moments get me so mad. Like, he's like, my name is Alexander. <laughs> like, and then Elena's like, I'm sorry. Too much compassion. I think, well, also, it's just, it's even more of, like, the psychological, yes. like, manipulation. Um, I am conflicted on whether it was just him showing, it was actually, like, an emotional side of him, mm-hmm. or it was just him... He's like, I gotta manipulate this girl one One, last time. One last time. Um, I also think it's super interesting how it's 
very like it suggested that Zoya it's the same thing happened to her. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty much it's canon if you follow, keep yeah. the show as canon because she's like when she's like oh yeah. when your desk was messy and your bed was neat I flipped it around. Like she's supposed to be say nineteen. Exactly. Like, I think it's so interesting also because, like, the other thing with that trope is it's normally, like, suggested that they've had other partners before, but it's never, like, but they're always like, but you're the one. You make me different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly what we're thinking of right now. <laughs> Strangling his stupid little face, Ryan. <laughs> Are they actually making an Avatar show? This is kind of going on tangent, but... I think it's happening. You know what I would love? I would love if they made the show, like, ten times more diverse. They add, like, queer storylines. Most of the main white characters are people of color. And all Sarah J. Mass's little racist fans are gonna go cry in a corner. Like, oh! I, I feel like, yes, because there was, like... One thing where it was like this somehow this rumor got out that this girl was gonna p- play Feyre. Oh, and my people God. like dragged her for the through the mud. I could talk about that all day. Basically, it's this girl. I really don't know her name. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I think it's Danielle something. She, I believe, she was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, we're not gonna talk about that. Um, maybe we'll have a Thirteen Reasons Why. Episode. I'm not watching that. <laughs> horrible that's a war crime um and that's like i think that's what most people would recognize her Mm -hmm. from i i don't know why i feel like she was in game of thrones just like ed sheeran yeah um i feel like she was in game of thrones but she was really young i don't know she's been in other things i know there's something i know her more from but whatever people were like oh you there was a rumor that she auditioned. It wasn't even, like, she oh was cast. Like, she auditioned. I think they found a tape or something of her auditioning. Um, what the fuck? Basically, everyone was like, oh my god, she's too fat to play Feyre. Can I show you a picture of this, this fine young lady? I did, like, I saw that and I looked at the picture of her. One, doesn't matter. But I'm like, she is skinny. Also, the other thing is... As somebody who is fat, it really bothers me when people look at skinny people and they're like, she's, she's fat because she has flab or something. Like, that is her out not the same. She's my favorite, my queen of the night. How <laughs> oh, should be with rice sand. Danielle. I think they should cast Ben Barnes as rice Nope. Sand. That's not I her. think he could do it. Danielle, who was she? Okay, her name is Catherine. That's a big oop- oopsie doopsie on my part. Um... She is not fat. What the fuck are you talking about? I looked at this a little while ago. Okay, this is like a shot of her. What the fuck? Actually, I was going to say she didn't look like Feyre, but she kind of does. She does, first of all. Honestly, I would not be that's mad. that's good casting. Besides I... the fact that no one should play Feyre because that show does not need to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when it comes out, we will be watching this. Oh my god. She looks like Feyre. Like, this is pretty close to what I imagined. Yeah. I um, didn't really have an image for Feyre. She's just a very basic white girl in my head. She is not fat. What the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm I'm even more infuriated now that I'm, like, actually looking at pictures of her. The Akatar fandom just breeds 
stupidity. Why? Why? What? Anyone who's like, Rysand is sexy, there's something deeply rooted. We need to send you to a medical hospital. You know where we can cut this out? You know where we can send them to the hospital you made for Jude? (laughs) (laughs) That's where we send it. It's in Chloe's basement. Yes. <laughs> I would love to interview someone who like enjoys right um Akatar like genuinely. Like wait, what goes on in that sick twisted mind? Because honestly, Akatar this is so off topic now. Akatar isn't even like something where like some I honestly really like the Twilight movies. Like yeah. I just watched the it's one where Bella where Bella gives birth with my mom because it was on TV. Um and like they're so good. They're so they're, they're so bad. They're good. Exactly. Like they're funny. I it really does make me mad that Kristen Stewart's entire career is based yes. off of that. But also, like they're very funny. But um, then, like, right? Nothing about Akatar is even like enjoyable. Well, I think it would be very enjoyable to see this I, monstrosity. <laughs> and the thing is, they're gonna have to start the first one, which is like so boring. They'd have to I cast just, like, tampon. Let's see, I cut. We only get like one shot of rice sand if he was even. <laughs> I cast Tom Felton as. <laughs> I'll make Tom Felton's dream come true. I cast Emma Watson as Pharaoh oh and God. Tom Felton as Tamlin and Ben Barnes as rice sand. For really the worst casting anyone could make. Bring in the millennials. Yes. <laughs> Bring them in. They'd come in like a herd. <laughs> ah! yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter's on the TV. <laughs> we were talking about show I'm get my Harry Potter bop. What is it? Figures. Yes, my Funko. Um, yeah, we, uh, we need to get back on track. Another one of my questions was, ooh. Oh. Cutting your nail right now? No, that's my skin. Oh my god! My skin, I play guitar and my skin dies every day. Okay, anyway, what was your question? Don't another throw one, that on the floor. Another one in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was clipping. I wasn't clipping my nails. Like You were clipping your... Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> ask your question, please. Um... I was like wondering, like, why people like hate Elena so much. Like, what I is think, that? Honestly, in the books, at some point, she's like kind of annoying, just a little bit. When she's like, okay, this might be because I have perspective, because I imagine her as Jesse Maylie. But when she's like, I'm so ugly, I'm so plain looking. I'm like, girl, you are Jesse Maylie. Have some confidence, bestie. Um, oh, I have another chunk. Or she's like, I don't even know if Mel like my small boobies. Look. Another one in a jar. Do you actually have a jar you're putting? <laughs> no, I'm putting, I keep putting all of them inside this ring. <laughs> so gross. Might as well just get a jar if you're going to put them in a ring. Well, like, it keeps them contained, yeah, you know, okay. in case the breeze comes through here. So I guess you could, anyway. I guess you could kind of do that when she's, like, not confident. Or she looks in the mirror and she's like, my plain brown hair. Also, like, I guess my only thing with that is, like, 
it's it's a very hard thing to look in the mirror and be like, I look like a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. So I understand. I really do. I think especially of that time, a lot of the main characters, especially from first person, you kind of have to get into their thoughts, but they're all like, I'm so ugly. She was 17. She was 17, and like, a lot of people don't like that she didn't keep her powers. I like that. I think it humanizes her. Because, Mm -hmm. like, when I feel like the other thing that becomes a difficulty for, like, fantasy writers and, like, series is what happens. Normally, if there's, like, a power thing involved, like, how to make these characters lose their powers and how to have it actually reflect their interests. Mm -hmm. Because, um, recently I read, by the way, um, A Court of Silver Flames... One best fantasy Goodreads. Why? For what? Well, literally why? Um, the, one of the things that kind of bothered me about it is um, the main character. They set this up. Like, Nesta has super huge powers. She, like, her power level is insane. She is stronger than Rysand himself. That was so interesting to me. Because, like, that was the only part of the book I found intriguing. Like, oh, this is interesting because she doesn't want to be a fae. She's like, I have these powers and they're I'm very strong now. She's stronger than Rysand. She's got this weird, like, chosen one thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course she does. Because you gotta put every trope into yeah. that book. And Nessa's, like, very charismatic. She is, like, in some ways selfish. Like, that type of thing. Um, and she gives up her powers at the end. And it doesn't make any sense for her character. It really doesn't. Like, it just, it irks me. And then she gives up her powers, and then, like, her conclusion is that she's with Cassian. They live, like, a normal life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. But I think with Elena, that's kind of all she's wanted. Yes, the whole time she's like, I want to be normal. And I think for people who complain about this, like, are we reading the same book? Right. Like, nothing about her has ever suggested that she wants this, and that's fine. Like, she doesn't have to. It's like, it reminds me of when people hate on women who would prefer to stay home and, like, Mm -hmm. cook, clean, care for kids. That's a choice. They're choosing to do that. It's fine, because it's a choice. That's genuinely what makes them happy. That's, like, what they're doing by saying that. And it it makes sense for her character. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all she's been kind of thinking about through a lot of the series stop saying it doesn't make sense it does make sense and it i think it's a great way to end the story she doesn't want to be involved in any of this i think that like cuts off her story yeah she gets like one cameo in i think rule of wolves but it's very brief and it's just like they're like hey girl we're gonna show you to the dark lane for one second and then we're gonna leave bye bye and like that's good and i think it would be more problematic if lee for some reason. I don't know why she would do this. Yeah. But she, like, had that fate, like, that fate for every female character. Like, Jenya and David have three kids. Like, no. Like, all the different characters have different compelling storylines. Also, Inez's her big thing is that she, she goes on her path and becomes a pirate. That's, which, which I think kind of gives her more power. You know like, what author did this? What? J.K. Rowling. She had every single person get coupled up and, like, live a totally, like... I've never thought about that. JK, what the fuck? <laughs> One of her many flaws. <laughs> like, yeah. 
and Ron have five kids? Literally makes zero sense. Like, I think she would just... Isn't she, like, the ministry, minister? Maybe. I don't know. That makes sense for her to have, like, a very career-based life. Not yes. to have, like, a bunch of kids. Yeah. With Are those ugly-ass British ginger kids. <laughs> Wait, what's that Sharon's kid's name again? Like Aqua Aura something? Uh, why? Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um Do we have anything else to say? I you know, I think Shadow and Bone are I mean Bone. Um <laughs> I've been holding that back. Shadow Boner. The whole time. Just with my case the whole time i've been holding it back um just like the dark Knight when he sees alina <laughs> um we have to do like a little jesper what he does at the end so what we learned what, what have we learned i can't do the first accent today it's not coming and they none of them answer him they just yeah. look off like this and he's like don't make friends with a goat <laughs> i have one more thing to say before we end what? this and that is that i hate Milo so much. Like, okay, he's kind of cute, and I enjoyed him the first time the I watched part the of show. The cook the goat <laughs> propaganda. Like, okay, well, it's one thing to have him on the train scene, but then he comes back, and then Netflix has to like tie him to Jesper. It's like the same thing would happen with. This is getting more into Six of Crows a little bit, but the same thing would happen with Wylan if he's casted. They would kind of they have to tether. <laughs> Jesper to someone, which yeah. kind of sucks. They can't let him be his individual character. But at least tether him to someone that's fucking not a goat. <laughs> like, you genuinely see polls that are like, what's your favorite? Nina and Matthias? Kazan and Nez? Or Jesper and Milo? Like, I want to strangle that person through the screen. What is wrong with you? The goat is not that great. I also love how they basically laid, like, the weight of the whole climax of the show on his shoulders, like, by giving Mal the keys. <laughs> like, they, we would all be dead because without yeah. Milo. But, like, he's so annoying. <laughs> I The more I think about it, his stupid little goat face, it makes me <laughs> Like, I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian since I was five years old. And I don't plan on breaking that anytime soon. But if someone, like, was roasting him on a spit... Over an open fire, I'd be like a cart. I'd be like Jughead in the Archie comics. Suddenly, meat is appetizing. Like, <laughs> I feel like I, I don't really eat red meats like at all. Mm -hmm. If I saw them cooking him, I'd be right next to Violet. I'd be like, you know, in a cartoon when they smell something and they like float. <laughs> That's me. I'd be like with my napkin tucked in my shirt with like you know a what? fork and knife. I in don't hand. even put no seasoning on it. Let me taste the raw, <laughs> the disgusting little goat. Let me let me taste it. I would like seasoning. Personally, I I have a bit more envy. But like, also, well, in the dessert is um darkling pudding. Darkling pudding. I would also. Eat it. No, I wouldn't even want to. I just would like to really beat him up. And I fully believe I could do it. I think you could because I think I've said this before. I would just seduce him and then kill him. This this conversation we've had has it's brought up something that I, I've 
I'm not going to give any context to this, but I've thought about this so many times. Keep scrubbing. <laughs> no, don't say it. Like a frog that you hold in your hand and then it pees. That's so funny. <laughs> don't. <laughs> now my dad's going to be like, what did you guys record today? <laughs> we recorded a lot more than that. And we could be talking about anything. <laughs> frog in your <laughs> I it's such a good description. Obviously someone who's never done that. I grew up like catching frogs in Melissa's backyard. <laughs> and I used to catch them in my hand all the time and they always used to pee. <laughs> like obviously I've never done that before. I have not very, catching frogs. Like distinct memory. But like I know like what I'm describing. I just know. Like I've caught a frog before. I, it's I, like hot and wet and it's there's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of it mm-hmm. and then it's like enough to be like oh that's sweat and then the frog jumps off and there's a little tunnel and you're like ew and you have to wash your hands and then every time you use your hands for anything for the next couple of days froggy. you're reminded of the frog using your hand <laughs> as a porta potty anyway I hate Milo just because like that was poetry <laughs> Just, like, every Instagram post the Shadow and Bone account makes, or, like, Netflix geeked or whatever, it's, like, Milo, they go, Jesper and Milo? Like, I- it, like, and, it, and it happens with Wyland, too. Like, you people can't think of Jesper without thinking of Wyland, which sucks, because Jesper's his own character. But, like, that goat- Milo has a lot of vendettas. And I used to be a Milo fan. Like, a full one. I was never... I was always partial to Milo, which I think is why I hate him more now that you've, mm-hmm. like, brought this to my attention. This was a very, um... There's no more to say. Beneficial no family meeting. I have a weapon <laughs> in my hand right now. <laughs> what song is that? Thanks for listening Tune in to a rumpus room near you. Wait, hold on. You're gonna exile us? Yeah. Something like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. Stupid ad. From the environment to the drag community. All in one place. Yes. Gay rights. All my interests combined. That's how I use the Google app. I'm oh god, another ad. Glossier was the first time I knew makeup could be something different. It's not really about, like, the makeup. It's about you, and it's, like, easy, and just, like, accentuates things. <laughs> Glossier. <laughs> okay, we're turning off the pod, but we oh. do listen. 